0: deserve it is christine conti and i'm brian prendergast we are two fit crazies and the microphone where it's at how you doing brian
1: i am i am just being him now
0: (laughs) and i'm being her now that's right oh what an
1: interview my gosh we look we you know if you don't know by now we do these
0: we love our guests we
1: do these pre-show you know after we've interviewed them. So, you know, oftentimes we've just gotten off the line with them and we're, we're all hepped all up, fired up. Oh, my God. Trina Gray. She's fantastic.
0: I know you You make fun of me because I go after people. Mm. They're fascinating. <laughs> it's not stalking. It's they are fascinating trailblazers. And I just need to like, I'm like, oh, I got to I got to talk to that person, and get my hands on them. So she Trina, I knew she would not disappoint. She's an amazing woman.
1: Uh, coming to us from way up north in Michigan, right mm-hmm. on Thunder Bay, Lake Huron, up that way. Uh, you know, just a fantastic story. You know, sixteen years in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, starting her business with a. With a, a loan and a couple children uh, under her arm or one in her belly and one under oh, her gosh. arm uh, and and just starting, uh, you know, what has turned into just a fantastic business on a number of levels. She's got a coaching program. She's got uh, two gyms that are totally different mm-hmm. and they're within a mile of each other, which is fantastic. That kind of made my jaw drop when I hear that, you know. Um, and just everything that she's doing, all the speaking that she's got going on, and she is just wisdom personified. And uh, you know, helped me out today, that's for sure.
0: All right, so everyone, you're going to love this. Trina, owner of Bay Athletic Club, founder of Team Rockstar Fit. She's got her hands in uh, a lot of different different pots, and you're definitely going to hear about um, how you know, just speaking up and asking questions and being seen really makes a difference. So please make sure that you listen carefully, get your pen or pencil out because, you know, she charges a lot of money for coaching and and like you're getting a lot of free pearls here. And we are going to tell you how to get in touch with her uh, because Trina is an amazing person. And, you know, you might even uh, hear our um, friend of the show, Todd Durkin, dropped in there. Oh,
1: yeah. His
0: hysterical. But um, you will love this.
1: Absolutely. Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone Podcast. Here we go.
0: We are back with another amazing guest, as you have heard about in our intro, the awesome Trina Gray. Welcome to the show, Trina. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm so excited to be here today. I love fun conversations about fitness and the business of fitness, and I've listened to your podcasts and listened to your interviews, and I'm excited to um, just riff with you guys. (laughs) I love it.
0: Trina, I think your, your email was, you know, I think, I feel like I know you guys a little bit already. That's, that's the thing. We're like characters, like (laughs) we're like characters on television where you're like, Oh, I know them. If I saw them in the street, you know, that's, that's the fun of this. And we love connecting with people and, you know, we feel like, you know, all of our guests, we're like family. We're in the the we are all fit crazies after you right. grace our airwaves, you are officially in the archives. So uh so
1: welcome. You don't get anything for that. It's just oh. you're just fit crazy. There's no there's no diploma or uh you know, award or varsity letter or anything like that. It's just you know
2: <laughs> No class ring given, no certificate. <laughs> no, no. You can put it no, on your but... resume
0: though. That's that's there kind of a know. kind of a big deal, Trina. <laughs>
2: well, it's been fun to listen to your interviews and see that we all cross the same paths, the same conferences, we know a lot of the same people Mm -hmm. the industry is really a lot smaller than you would think um and once you dive in and decide to be a part of it you know the networking part is so fun and meeting people who do all different formats and training and instructing and gyms and podcasts and books and um it's a man it's an industry of so many paths
1: absolutely so it is a small world the uh, fitness world but it's a big country where are you
2: i am in northern michigan i live in a community called alpena michigan which is a beautiful town on the shores of thunder bay so it's in lake Huron, on lake huron um i live right on the lake uh, for the podcast listeners who can't see outside my window it's just beautiful um just lake as far as you can see and we have beautiful sunrises and sunsets and, um, uh, yeah, it's a small community that I moved to about 20 years ago. I was born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm a badger for anyone in Ooh. the big 10. All right. uh, so that's, that's where I started and this is where I am. Very cool. See, it's it's okay
0: that you're a badger because I am a terp. And we came in. University of Maryland came into your conference, so we were hey, always like, in the ACC. Count. So it's hard for me to have this like real rivalry with some of the Big Ten schools because I feel like you know, poles. it's poles. right. Well, it's right. very
1: orchestrated the whole thing. You know, you, you don't count yet. There's real Big Ten, and then there's Maryland and and Rutgers and Rutgers. Right? right? We're in New Jersey. Right. Yep. These add-ons. <laughs> oh,
0: goodness. Well. This is so for all of the, you know for all the listeners I I always tell everyone what's interesting Trina you just said is you're like you know once you decide to be a part of this industry it's really you know really awesome and it's you know a lot smaller than you think because there are I, I want to be honest the people that are really the gung ho the trailblazers in the fitness and wellness industry those people you know kind of roll together I would say, Mm -hmm. and, you know, while there are so many fitness, you know, trainers and professionals and that I do think that, you know, the cream rises to the top and a lot of us that are really passionate about making waves are the ones who are sticking together and, and like you, we feel, you know, you are someone who like, wow, you know, you want to be here. You're passionate. And I was listening. This is how the whole thing happened with Trina. I, you know, I've heard your name. I've seen you know, but we don't she, always she, get to. What are you laughing? at? She
1: stalks people, Trina. I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> do. She, I do. Research. She re- I There you go. There you go. We're gonna put a spin on that. There Trina we go. Trina <laughs> was
0: someone just like many others. I hear <laughs> of them or I hear them talk, and I'm like, I want to talk to her. I want to see what's going on with her. Right. Um, and now I our our mutual friend. You know Todd Durkin, right? He, you know that we live like where he grew up, and I taught in the high school where he, you know, where he played. Yeah, Yeah. so it's hysterical. And his one of his best friends was like our my vice principal. It's hysterical. So, uh, long story short, I have you know every once in a while I'll go for a jog and i'll have a playlist shuffling of podcasts and it you know just randomly popped up
1: every once in a while you gotta get your mind right
0: ah, yeah so
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just really funny my interview with him is that what you're saying yes you're talking- like it okay. just
0: like it popped up on a playlist and i was like who's this trina i'm like who's <laughs> oh, yeah. this i know i'm gonna talk to her um but that's real that's how i first was that's like awesome. you know you oh. never know yeah
2: see it's, it's oh, so you it- know what's funny? that I did that interview with him, and as as things go, sometimes people hear the right thing at the right time, and you never know who your podcast is going to land on on the day that they need it. Right. And I heard from a couple of um, uh, different people in the industry, and from a lot of people that they enjoyed the interview, but a couple people specifically pulled out lines that I said and said, that is what I needed today. And then one woman said, I have listened to that podcast on repeat like six times. You said some bomb dropping (laughs) comments. Now five people could listen to that. 500 people could listen to it and it could change too. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know, but I always feel like I know that whatever we share and talk about today is going to resonate with the person who needed to hear it today. And I'm always excited to hear from people afterward. What about my story or my struggle um, spoke to you today? You know, and what Mm -hmm. is it that you can take? Because I don't want to just chat about my life. I want you to take a lesson, take a gem from it and do something different.
1: And, And it's not always the thing that's most significant to you. It's what they, you know, it's what's significant to them when they needed to hear it, you know? So it could be something that, you know, you're like a, you know, a throwaway line, and the, as the comedians say, that you know yeah. becomes like their big punchline or tagline that you know makes them famous. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's all on them. Um, you know, and and it's funny how you said that. You know, you, you you listen to people, and I listen to you know people all the time, and I have my favorite podcast too that I tune into, and. And uh you do feel friendly with them, and you do feel like you know you know and uh and just, it just creates a comfort level, so when they are hearing you speak and they are listening to us and you and and you know our guests and everybody they you know they're they're kind of tuned in like they're just hanging and uh yeah. you know getting advice from buddies, and uh you know that's uh that's that's where we we all sit with this thing.
0: So you you think I'm a stalker? There, there's someone listening to her show so six times in well, a row. Hopefully, people I mean, listen.
1: To, oh, that's <laughs> I think that, is that like, good. She's oh, that good,
2: right? No, oh, it's just somebody needed to hear that lesson. Oh my right? gosh, that's awesome! You're like
1: uh, Shawshank Redemption, right? Whenever it's on, it just stays on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I just
1: watched <laughs> it again last weekend. <laughs> I can't Whenever.
2: I'm in a good energy space right now. You can't look up a sad movie. That's
1: make me oh, cry. that's like, a like, glorious movie. That is I know a, it's, yeah. it's
0: good. It's, it's powerful. <laughs> All right, let's. I want to go back. So you yeah. had, I think, I want to say that you have been a part of every single one of Todd's masterminds and spoken. And how? Please tell me the connection of how you were drawn to go to his mastermind or how that started.
2: Yeah. So you know what? So I was driving home from class. I just taught a Pilates class for your listeners and deep in the industry, teaching, training, doing all the things you're doing. Also I'll run some businesses, which we'll talk about on my drive home. I thought, I wonder what they're going to start with. And I was like, they're going to ask me how I met Todd Durkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're funny. So I, I already knew and that's beautiful. And this is such a great story about um, being willing to put yourself out there. So it was, Uh, nearly 16 years ago. And Todd was speaking at an idea event. Um, They had these smaller personal training institutes. They still do, um, but they don't have them in Florida anymore. And he had one in Orlando. Um, I did have one in Orlando. I was a brand new club owner. um, And I knew I needed advice and guidance, but I knew I needed it not by myself. So, as this new club owner, I signed, I believe it was a total of six of us up for the idea of PTI. I paid for everybody's plane tickets, everybody's hotel, everybody's registration. I didn't have the money. Okay, I'm a brand new club owner, but I knew that investing in my team and having an experience together was going to be my best chance. Mm-hmm of finding a team that was going to help me run this club. Okay. So we'll talk later about why did I open a club if I was a journalist (laughs) who was a group fitness instructor. Right. So I knew, you know what, you know, and you don't, you know, you don't know. And I knew I needed help running this club and firing up some troops. So I took this whole entire group with me to Orlando. I went to one of Todd's seminars. Um, he asked a question. I offered an answer. I asked a question. He offered an answer. Didn't think much of it. Didn't think much of it. That evening, my whole team and I are at the pool,
1: having some (laughs) drinks, having
2: some fun. This is also vacation, right? Todd walks by and kind of does a double take because he recognizes me from the session and sees all these people that I'm with. And he stops and I remember him saying, is this your team? And I said, yeah. He said, you said you were a new club owner. I said, I am. He's like in some like Timbuktu. I'm like, yeah, Northern Michigan. He's like, you brought them all here? And I was like, hey, success is built in a team, right? right. Dream it, team, team up, dream up. And he's like, that's amazing. So uh, I wouldn't, I can't remember the exact timeline, you guys, but it was within a couple weeks of that conference. I was in my office at the club and the woman at the front desk, my front desk manager answers the phone. She comes to my office and she's like, "Um, there's a Todd Durkin on the phone for you. <laughs> and I was like, no. She's like, yeah, isn't that the guy that you heard speak? I'm like, yes. So I get on. He's like, Trina, I looked you up. So I cool. remember you from the conference. I'm starting a mastermind group. I'm looking for eager, interested, open-minded club owners like you who want to get to the next level. And so I was one of the founding members of his mastermind group and I've been in it ever since. He's his 15-year anniversary this fall. And he puts on mentorships outside of his mastermind group, he puts on mentorships for trainers. I've spoken to everyone he's ever hosted. There's, I I would be guessing, but I'd say two per year for maybe 25 to 30 of them. So cool. So we've become friends. Um, I'm actually getting married in a few weeks and Todd's officiating my wedding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, congratulations. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, our kids have grown up, um, at the same time. I'm friends with his wife. I'm friends with Todd. Um, he's just a, you know, an amazing human being. He's a great trainer and business owner, but he's a great human being. He's different. So that this whole friendship and business collaboration, um, and you know, all started from me asking a question at a conference and, um, kind of being noticed and then taking the chance on bringing my team somewhere. Also somebody noticed.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, just all the things that have to happen for that to happen, uh, you know, being there in the first place. And and first thing I I thought about when you said that you brought your whole team there is just the thing that popped in my head was leadership, right? Because that's leadership knowing that you don't have what you need, but maybe some of them might have something that you don't have, but they need to hear everything. And so that way you're all on the same deck. Uh, And, and, you know, like, yeah, that is, uh, you know, and, and to have the wherewithal to do it as a new business owner, you know, when you're cutting costs and you're not the first person to come on here and says, I didn't have the money to do it, Mm -hmm. but I did it. Um, there's a message somewhere in that, you know, uh, to, to kind of take that.
2: Invest in people. That's my message. Invest in people. Right. So if that meant, you know, getting one less treadmill or piece of equipment or cutting back somewhere else, um, I knew I needed to invest my people and taking them to. So over the years, over 16 years, I have spoken at and brought my team to anything from URSA, the SCW. You guys talked about them recently. Idea, Perform Better. And we've really been across the industry at all different um, events. I've also gone to events outside the industry. Um, I like going and seeing other speakers, Brendan Bouchard, Darren Hardy, Robin Sharma, just some really great personal development um, and business coaches. So I feel like there's so much success to be learned in and outside the industry and success isn't built alone. And so I can learn all I want and I can be as motivated as I want. But when I bring others along with me, it's 10X is your own success.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating being the one with, with all the, you know, the knowledge to say, all right, just, all right, go, right. And then have them. Right do aware. Well, yeah we're like what? you know yeah well, what do you mean you don't understand this stuff like it's in my brain uh yeah. <laughs> yeah right that communication stuff but if they're all there you know of the of the six that you brought there are they all still with you? you uh some have gone. one
2: of them is actually now um one of them is a police officer cool um one of them moved but we still work together in my other coaching business hmm. and the other there's one two three the other three are still with me
1: it's awesome
2: It's
0: so empowering as a, you know, as a, as a boss, as, as someone who is going to be a leader, it's one. And the other thing I want maybe our listeners to hear too, is that it's one thing for, if you went to the conference and you went and you just, you know, turnkeyed some of this back, you're missing that experience. You're missing Mm -hmm. that. It's not just about sitting there and learning. Okay. Yeah. There's some great advice from some of these speakers. But it's actually making that connection, having that relationship that's beyond the walls of your club. It's, yeah. you know, and that's really what is so important. It, we're people. Good leaders mm-hmm. don't just see you as a worker. They see you as a friend, as a wife, as a mother or yeah. father, as as a whole person. And, you know, and what is that whole person? That whole person is is mental and physical well-being. Yeah. And that's, you know, so and there's important. ways
2: of creating that kind of experience. Thinking about that, you know, budgets are real and mm-hmm. the fitness industry has been through the ringer in the past couple of years. I don't want to pretend, I don't want to pretend to anybody that that easy right. to, in this day and age right now, grab six employees, grab the Hilton or the Marriott and a bunch of Delta flights and fly to Vegas or wherever the next <laughs> conference is, right? Okay. But listen, there's, there's a middle, there's something in between nothing and that. And one of the things, if I could toss out an idea, one of the things I do with my team that I've done for more than a decade is uh, we um, do this thing called a power hour. And it's, you know, you're talking about creating experiences outside of just fitness in the studio. And we come together. I share a personal development lesson. I share about a book I'm reading or a podcast I listen to, um, just some kind of a personal development lesson. I open with that. And, um, we do a fun team building exercise, which sounds like, oh, everybody does that, but I'm not talking about a ropes course. You can do that if you want. I'm talking about put, I put them into groups. So right now my team at my health club is between 30 and 35 ish people, mm. right? Instructors, front desk trainers, all, all the things. Um, and I mix everybody up. And, um, last month we did an assignment where I gave everybody poster boards and markers, And they had to come up with a new logo for t-shirts that we're giving out when people at my club hit their 100th workout. They earn a t-shirt that's part of the 100 Club for the year. And so I just said, you have 15, 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, a bunch of markers and a poster board to create our next logo. And then I had... um, the team members who couldn't be there because they were either quarantining or on vacation. I had them FaceTime in and pick the winners and the winners each won 25 bucks. And then they had their logo printed on t-shirts. So it was fun to create experience, create energy, create, um, you know, some kind of, uh, interaction with your team outside of just a to-do list. And don't forget to wipe down the equipment and put your stuff away and record right. your hours in the binder, blah, blah, blah. Like it was fun. It's fun to create the, our own experiences in our own hometown that cost me, you know, in total $200, some gifts and um, I catered in some lunch um, and I bought some poster boards. So for 200 bucks, you can also create a cool experience for your team and not rely on an industry event that maybe might be outside of your reach right now.
0: And you're empowered. And you feel like you have—that's what's an amazing leader—is that you're not just saying, "Here, this is a logo. This is what we're going to do." It's, uh, I want you to yeah. be engaged. I want you to take some ownership over this business. And I mean, anywhere that we—we've all worked a million different places in our lives in different times, and you remember when people feel that you have value, you know, yeah. and and, and well, you feel needed.
2: Laughing, they were engaging. They were. totally Sharing for one another. I mean, literally, they won twenty (laughs) five bucks, right? And the team that won, it was like they had
1: one.
2: It was exciting, right? And they all took pictures and, um, and then of course, marketing standpoint for the club, we had pictures of all these posters and all these teammates, and had some good social media to show kind of behind the scenes of the club and what our vibe is like and who we really are, and it's not a top down organization and it's very collaborative. So. You know, it's, there's some business um, to it too. But anyway, to the point of how I met Todd, I met him at a conference. He noticed, <laughs> I said, yes, we've stuck together for 15 years and I try to do fun things for my team, whether we're traveling or local.
1: There you go.
0: I and mean, obviously she's a pretty amazing woman because uh, yeah. if
2: she's, you know, like she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, he just, he just, <laughs> no, no. You also have worked your hiney off as, as a journalist, well. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, okay. Journalist. <laughs> let's, let's go back. Not that I don't love. Yeah. I don't have a big love for writing and a nerd for books as a former teacher. Right. Yes,
2: you are. I know. I, I've heard your story. Um, I, when I would say as far back as I can remember, I, in fifth grade, I remember the teacher saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there's like, I'm to be a firefighter. I want to be a teacher. I want to be, and I was like, I'm going to be an anchor on 60 minutes. Oh, like, yo,
1: that's,
2: Move away, right? Move out. So I knew way back then that I wanted to, um, I love journalism. I love interviewing people. I love people. I love, I don't know. It's what I wanted to do. I used to watch 60 Minutes with my dad on Sunday nights. I just liked watching the interviews and learning about people and their stories and their struggles And so that's what I wanted to do. Fast forward, I went to University of Wisconsin. I did get a degree in journalism. I did write for a couple of newspapers, the Wisconsin State Journal, the Milwaukee Journal, Sentinel. I did end up becoming a communications director for this Wisconsin Supreme Court. Um, So I was a liaison between the Supreme Court justices and the cases that they were hearing and the newspaper and the media. Um, I stayed there for a couple of years. Life happens. Things happen. I got married. I moved. And I had to start over. And so I started over in the fitness industry.
0: There you go. So we were you were you an (laughs) athlete? Were you? I mean, because it's you know normally someone who's like you know with two left feet doesn't just say, "Hey, I'm going to start in the fitness industry."
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be uh, cognizant of your time and not and give quicker answers. No, we're good. We're good. So, um, I had my senior year in college, like, how did I find the fitness industry? Mm-hmm. I guess is the question is, um, I had been an athlete in high school, but listen, people ask me this all the time. Cause I've done a lot in the industry and they are like, you're a leader. You love fitness. You must've been a great athlete. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, no, I wasn't. I was an athlete and I was good enough. I was good enough to get the fifth starting position, right? Like I could, I was good enough, but what I was good enough at was being a leader on a team. I wasn't necessarily the best on the team. So I played basketball, I swam and I played softball. I was good. I was not great. Right. So, but I think what I learned about athletics was that I loved, okay. For basketball, I loved being the person that organized, um, the team dinner <laughs> and I wanted to braid everyone's hair on the bus. And I wanted to bring the playlist, a mixtape
1: boom right? <laughs> right. I
2: liked, creating the experience, creating the party. I liked the collaboration more than I liked the competition. So there's all different kinds of kinds in this industry, right? And I know that there's really competitive people. I'm not a competitive person with others, but I'm super competitive with myself. So that's just who I am and how I'm kind of wired. I was an athlete, but I didn't get into fitness because I was an athlete. I got into fitness because I got out of being an athlete. I didn't know how to be fit. Right. Athletes don't know, other than in, in my perspective, I didn't know anything about fitness as an athlete. I just did what they told me to do right, run you- to that line, to that line, do this, do that. Like, I didn't understand the why behind it. I didn't know why I was doing it. I don't know how I was doing it. I was doing it. So, when I got to college, I was fucking lost in the way <laughs> I, was in college. I didn't know one dang thing. I had a CD Walkman and my headphones, and I walked through the rec center at the university of Wisconsin is called the surf. And I walked through and I left because I didn't know what to do there. (laughs) And so I got really out of shape and I visited a lot of bars and parties and um, too many times at the burrito bar late at night, too many pizzas. And I just lost my way. Really? I found fitness because I lost my way. So my senior year in college, um, I have an older sister who is getting married and you hear these stories about people getting in shape for a wedding. And we like to make fun of that, Right. but listen, sometimes something sparks people to take action, whether it's a health crisis or a wedding, really, I never discount that to people because something sparked it for me. Would I have gotten in shape eventually? Yes. Would I have done it my senior year in college? No, there's no way. But I had to stand up in this wedding right after school was out and I was in no shape to do that. And, um, so I joined a gym. I joined a gym, a family-owned gym that I had to pay for instead of the free gym on campus because I didn't know what I was doing. And I found my home in the Group X studio. It was like that was where I was always meant to be and I never knew it existed. And, and the, uh, the head instructor at that gym, her name is Jill, we've stayed in touch for, you know, I'm 46. This was when I was 21. We've stayed in touch ever since, Jill Lind. And she noticed me. And she came up to me one day on the Stairmaster. Apparently, I was trying to work my calves. <laughs> and it was like after class, I was getting a few extra calories per minute. <laughs> she came up to me. She's like, Hey, you've been coming to a lot of classes. What are you doing? And I was in the back of class. And I said, oh, My sister's getting married. I got really out of shape in college. I was an athlete, but I don't know how to be fit. She said, I've noticed you. Would you want to be an instructor? You guys. listeners. I'm looking over my shoulder. I literally (laughs) looked over my shoulder. Like she's talking to somebody else. And I said, Oh no, not me. Like I'm just trying to get my own self in shape. There's just no way. She said, no, but I've noticed you. I have noticed you in that studio and I want to see you move up to the front of class. And then I want to see you teach. It took somebody noticing me and believing in me and offering me that. So I did, I got all the certifications. I've stacked them all up like you guys have over the years, but I started back then with body pump RPM um, I taught high, low, I taught just, you name it, right. I got certified <laughs> in it. Um, and that was when I was 21 years old. Um, and I looked at group fitness as this side hobby, fun job that I could do in addition to being a journalist. Um, so a couple years later when the journalism job went away because I moved, I had fitness to fall back on. And I thought, well, what if I actually like this dang thing? And there isn't a journalism job in my community of this size, right? I worked for a huge, huge newspaper and a huge government agency, right? The Wisconsin Supreme Court. Now I'm in a town of 12,000. So I was like, well, what if I did something with this fitness thing, right? So that's how it um, came center stage.
1: It's, It's really an incredible story. Um, you know, so many parts of it that, that I just love. I, I, same thing with me. I found fitness because I had lost my way from sports. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, too many, too many meals and drinks served over the bar. Right. (laughs) Right. If it, if it comes to you over the bar, it's chances are if it's food or drink, it's not that great for you. Um, and, 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 uh, yeah, just everything about it, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a target a line in the sand that we see so often you know people come in there with some sort of motivation or some sort of date or something that needs to happen before this happens in order for them to feel happy or confident or, or just yeah. you know be presentable and uh you know how often do we see that uh, you know how often do you see that in your gym probably way too often and uh and we
2: want it to stick.
1: Yeah. I yeah. wanted
2: to go from the event to life. and And I was lucky enough or embraced it enough that I got in shape for this wedding, right? But I got in shape for my life. And I've never let it go through pregnancies and, hey, injuries, knee surgeries, all these things. I'm never, never letting go of my own health and fitness now that I got it. And I know what it felt like to feel uncomfortable in my own skin or to feel out of shape or um unhappy, right? It's not so much about the scale of how I felt about myself and my energy and all that. And once I found it at twenty one, um I never let it go because it changed me.
0: So let's let's talk about this whole change and outlook and everything that you talk about when you do speak and you speak on behalf of all these mentors and masterminds. What messages do you tell people? Because obviously you are a pretty strong, resilient leader. Not everyone has that. So Mm -hmm. what is it that you tell even your team about being successful and going forward? And I know it sounds like, it sounds easy. You know, you, you were like, yeah, I was a journalist and then I went into fitness and then, you know, and I'm, I'm just poof successful. Well, it's not, well, I know it's not, I know that like you've grind, right. Grind, uh-huh. grind, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. Oh, I love your question so much. Um, listen, I have a few really key lessons that I think have gotten that I've held super tight onto that I would love to share and I'll share them quickly. Um, but something's going to speak to somebody today. I'm so glad you asked me that. I would say that one of my top lessons that I can say has carried me through 16 years of owning two gyms and running a national coaching team. I've also been a presenter for all different organizations, done a lot of different things in the industry, as well as just the day-to-day teaching classes, leading boot camps, like, you know, in the trenches. Um, And there's a few lessons that have really gotten me through. And one of them, one of my favorite ones is uh, that I teach on and talk about is move through struggle faster. So let me just explain what that means to me or what that looks like in my life. Right. When I opened my gym 16 years ago, I have a 16 year old son and an 18 year old daughter. My son was three months old Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my daughter was two. And I opened up a 14,000 square foot medically based health club with a loan of $400,000 with a degree in journalism and a group fitness certification. Would I go back and do that again? Would I tell somebody else to go do that right now? Hell no. But I did it back then because I was able to move through struggle. Like I didn't let things, I don't let things hold me down. So uh, people doubted that I could do it. Friends talked behind my back. I called nine different financial institutions for loans. One called me back. Right? So I was in an industry that was new to me. I knew journalism. I didn't know this as much. There's a lot of things working against me, but I'm able to move through struggle, to feel it, to look at it, to recognize it, to be hurt when friends were doubting me or talking behind me behind my back, or why are you getting that loan? Or you're going to be away from your kids too much. Like a lot of judgment, a lot of judgment on working parents, a lot of judgment on working mom, moms I could throw in there. Right? So fast forward, my kids have seen and seen a mom do something she loved. They've been a part of the gym. My son is in an amazing shape. He wants to be a college athlete. He works at the gym. My daughter worked at the gym. They grew up around it. They were part of it, right? So I've been able to move through struggle faster. That doesn't mean I don't struggle. Struggle all the time. I've been through separation. I've been through divorce. I've been through changes in life. I've been through moves. I've been through all kinds of kinds. So have you and your listeners, what I feel like I've been able to do as a leader is to feel the feelings and move forward, to feel the frustration, to feel the anger, to feel the hurt, and to keep moving forward. I don't stay stuck. I don't stay in the swamp, right? So if you want to be great, if you want to be successful, if you want to be a mover and shaker, if you want to make things happen, I'm not saying to not struggle. I, I embrace the struggle. I embrace the fear, the hurt, the shame, all the things. I just don't stay there.
1: Is that uh would you say that's uh, something you were born with? Is that nature, nurture? What, uh, you know what is it something that you realized you had while you were in the struggle or looking back in hindsight?
2: Say, yeah, such a good question. I'd say I was born with like part of my personality, I think is to be open to risk. I'm not very risk adverse. Uh, I'm not saying it's a good thing, bad thing. Like there's all different ways to be successful, but I'm willing to put my neck out. I'm willing, I, I don't have a ton of fear um, because I feel like there's so many ways to live and so many ways to succeed. I don't ever think that there's just one choice. Example. I was, I was at a mail appointment yesterday. It's <laughs> critical. They
0: look great. Trina, by the way.
2: And so I, I really appreciate that. It's out of my box, uh, to do something bright. So, uh, I picked, I picked up the thing. I, this was me. I picked up the thing. I grabbed the color. I was like, Hey, there's that one. And then I moved on with what I was thinking about. Cause I was creating something in my head and I needed that space and time. I didn't have time to talk. Handed her the thing. And I, Hey, that one looks good. Thank you so much. 20 minutes later, the lady next to me goes, how did you pick that color that fast? And I was like, are you still debating on a color? She said, yeah. And I said, what's the first one that you noticed? And she held it up. I go, I think that's beautiful. Go with that one. She's how do you know? I was like, I don't know, but you're wondering if there's one right answer. There's not one right answer. Right. I never believed that there's one right answer, one right thing. So I picked something and I moved forward. That part I was born with Brian the part that I think I've learned through trial and error, through, through trauma and stress and angst and you know, all the things, I've learned over 16 years to move through struggle faster because I've learned that I'm going to come out the other side and I trust that I will. And I've learned to hold myself to that. So I think I was born with the ability to be decisive, make decisions, not get caught up in my decisions, knowing that there's many ways to do the dang thing. But I've learned how to move through struggle and not try to avoid it or try to use it as a reason not to act. There you go. That is the best story ever with the nail polish.
1: <laughs> I and know, yeah.
0: she picked beige.
2: She picked. Oh. Hockey. I oh was like, okay, gosh, just own it. You know what's you know, funny? Please, please. This, this is not. I'm a- not and it was just funny to just sit that long and then pick. Or like a you know, base. I
1: say to my kids, I'm like, none of it matters. Just pick one. <laughs> you know, not, no, right. none of it matters. Don't you know. overthink. It. It. Yeah. My theory
0: has always been this. You know, the people who this maybe it's like a, a girl thing, whatever. I shouldn't say this, but the people who um, they can't debate if they're going to cut their hair or their nail polish or something very trivial, right? That. Okay. You know, they cut their hair and they start crying. I'm like, okay, you have a bad haircut. It's going to grow back. Put it up in a clip. You don't like your nail polish. All right, take it off. You get another one. Maybe you didn't like that for a week. Change it up. Like it's really more indicative of people
2: not trusting themselves.
1: Yeah. There's or overthinking
2: a decision. And I think that it's a hard way to live, to live in worry. And a lot of the worry in this world is worry that we create in our own heads. Right. And so I, I'm not making fun. I'm just simply saying that. And you're not either. Cause I guess my point is that just trust yourself, make a decision, own it, move forward with it. And when you struggle move through the struggle, don't question where you started. I just keep going. I just keep going. And, um, I try really hard not to let changes in friendships or relationships or the weather or holiday or bad. Ho- I try not to let things keep me stuck.
0: Right. All right. Thank so you. that was one, right? Move right, through struggle one faster. Is- we, I know. Look at mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. You said that there was another <laughs> one. We All right. A- here's
2: another one. Um, you said, okay, but you seem like a strong person. I would say that, um, like anyone, people have an exterior an interior, right? And I would say that I'm a strong person in that I trust myself. I love myself. I'm willing to put myself out there and take criticism, take love, take all of it, right? But my philosophy is wherever I'm going to show up, and this is the dinner table, or this is in Pilates class, or this is on your podcast, that I tell myself constantly that I'm going to show up calm and I'm going to show up confident. And so I might not come to the table feeling that way. I might not walk into the studio feeling that that I might not have felt super confident coming on this podcast, knowing it was going to be a very open-ended conversation. Um, That was your style, right? It was just, we're going to get on and have a conversation. You didn't ask me to submit a bunch of questions to you in advance, which is great, which is great. But from a standpoint of like, gosh, am I confident that I'm going to know what to share? Right. And then being willing to say, just be yourself, be calm and be confident and it'll work. So I think that that philosophy is something I teach a lot and talk on a lot because as both of you know, as parents, trainers, and instructors, so many people show up in this world, frazzled, late, like disheveled. And I've been there and I didn't like it. And there was a moment in time, if you'd let me share this, but where Calm and Confidence was born from, it was born from the worst spot. I was running out of my health club late after teaching a class because I stayed after to talk to people because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. I didn't have good boundaries to be able to say at the end of my class, hey, I'm coaching a soccer game across town. And as soon as class is done, I'm leaving tonight but I'll see you guys again on Friday, right? I didn't have those boundaries. I was walking out of class and one of my favorite members was walking out with me and she was older and walking slowly. And I was like five paces ahead of her and she's trying to talk to me. And I was just too busy to talk to her. And I remember stopping before the revolving door to exit and I turned and looked at her, her name as Patsy. She's still a member today. And I said, I'm sorry, Patsy, I'm late. I have to be coaching my son's team across town. I'll talk to you later. And I got in the car, frazzled, 60 miles an hour across town, sprinting out on the field, trying to put my hair back, grab a clipboard, didn't show up great for that game, in a hurry, behind. And I remember thinking that night, I don't want to live like this. I either don't want to be so stretched and overcommitted that no one gets the best of me, and I'm always frazzled. I don't want to be the person that brings anxiety to the situation Mm -hmm. that brings this frenetic energy. I want to be the person that when they see me, the coach walking up to the soccer field, they want to know that, oh, that's Trina. She's got this. We're going to be good, right? If I walk in the studio, I want them to feel like, not that I sprinted in, even if I did sprint in, walk in and say like, I'm so happy to be here today. We got this. It's going to be an amazing workout. Getting on your podcast, smiling when I saw you guys, being (laughs) nervous on the inside, but saying, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me here. Right. So calm and confidence is one of my favorite lessons that is learned 100%. That is not innate. I was not born with that. I was not that person 15 years ago, but I've become that person. Tried to become that person. Being present.
0: Yeah. It's that's and that's why we have this podcast and that's why we've kept it as we're what 5 years? Yeah. We're we're going on 5 years of, of amazing. Brian and I keeping our marketing and trying to stay friends never so that ask- our marketing material doesn't get messed up that's we, it that's
1: it we're, we're we're at the hip i always say christine won me won me in a card game right one time i'm i'm hers and you're uh, like stuck. yeah that's right but but you know that and that's one of the reasons why we don't ask people pre stock questions or send them any questions. You know, it's like I, I just we Some wanted people,
0: we didn't realize that we, people get really freaked out about we that. We don't the, do that sometimes. We would have
1: missed your nail story. We would have missed you know. We would have missed the story wow. about your you know your friend that you that you had to yeah. run away from because uh, you were busy. Right. You know all, all those things and and common no, it's, confidence. It's
2: so much more fun to have a conversation like we're having coffee together. Um, and I mean that in the in the most um, respectful way. From my perspective of being honest about butterflies in my stomach because I didn't have an outline, I didn't know what you're going to ask me, that's me being having to trust myself and trust you. Show up calm and confident that that we're going to have a great conversation. And so whether I bring that, whether you bring that to the track or you bring that to your run, or you bring that to your family, or I bring that to my family, like we can all just show up more calm and confident and create that sense of calm around us. People don't need more worry and more frenetic energy in this world. There's Uh enough headlines out there to do that for us. I, I think we can be the people that brings a bit of calm to the storm
1: here, here, calm me
0: all the time. I'm just
2: kidding. All right. So, better. so
1: far so good, Trina. Cause you know, I know you were nervous and had butterflies on the inside, but so far you're pulling it off. All right. I just want you to know, <laughs>
0: I mean, we haven't gotten the hook out yet.
1: I mean, so. I, I want to know about your national coaching team now though. So let's, uh, let's yeah. flip mm-hmm. on over to that. You know, so tell us a little bit more about some of the other things. Everything's got a
2: story, right? Yeah. Um, everything has roots somewhere and that's just it, that I hope that, Everybody can look back on their own success and and look at like, what were the roots of it? What what did I trust myself to say yes to what relationship did I have that, that helped me have, I mean, there's, I like looking at the roots of success and not just like where I got to. Right. So, um, 14 years ago this week, a friend of mine, a group, fellow group fitness instructor, her name is Janelle called me. We met through uh, the gym. This is before I opened my gym, right before I opened my gym. Um, she called me and said, Hey, you're a group fitness instructor. I'm a group fitness instructor. We both like fitness. There's this company called Beachbody. They've decided to open their doors to people like me and you. And I was like, what does that mean? She said, they create fitness programs for people at home. I'm like, "Why well, I teach in a gym. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, but some people work out at home and the gym or just at, at home. You could help people anywhere. She's like, oh, I said, okay. She said right now they've only been selling their fitness programs, like P90X and sanity, things like that. They've only been selling them over infomercials but they think that people like us who are in the fitness industry and like fitness already could also refer people to their programs and they would pay us a piece of it. And I was like, that sounds great. (laughs) It was in total, in total, maybe a five minute conversation. Somebody I trusted asked me to do something that I didn't know anything about was busy, was, had more reasons to say no than yes. And said, yes, So I remember talking to my mentor, Todd, who we've talked about already on this podcast. I went to him and said, Todd, how do you feel about me doing this like collaboration partnership, partnering with another brand in fitness? And he said, collaborations and partnerships are really smart. You can get a lot farther with other people. He's collaborated with big brands like Under Armour, TRX. Like he's the king of amazing partnerships, right? right? So he says, if you find a brand that you can get behind, you'll go farther, right the idea is that we don't have to do everything on our own so that was 14 years ago since then i've built one of the top country or top teams in the entire country um because my focus is helping i work with women in fitness who love teaching group fitness classes they love teaching yoga pilates boot camp boxing whatever some of them own studios um i help women in fitness earn more income by also coaching people through beach body workouts that's the very simple 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 answer to it. So a friend asked me, I said, yes, I didn't overthink it. I talked to a mentor and said, should I partner with a brand? No one else in the industry was doing that. Most people look at at-home fitness as a competitor. I didn't know anything about direct sales. I wasn't interested in running this as direct sales. I was interested in running this as a community and a team where my focus isn't selling something. My focus is on the relationship starts after the sale. Okay. If I get somebody on a beach nutritional product or fitness product, then the work kicks in. I'm not trying to sell something, makeup or jewelry or whatever. No right. offense to anything like that. I'm not trying to sell it and walk away. I'm trying to start it. Just like I am trying to start a relationship in my gym when someone joins. Right? So I liked everything about it. I liked the idea that there's people who don't live in Alpena, Michigan, who I'd love to help get healthy and fit. And I can now help them do that no matter where they live and no matter uh, where I live. That's my team. So how so what do you think like so what's your
0: commitment like what does your week look like then because you mm. now have you know you got a lot going on i'm just gonna remind you um yeah. with you know with your gym the actual live yeah, you- classes and the and coaching with Beachbody, and and maybe doing speaking what so what does
1: it look better like have right a now? whole lot of common
0: Two teenagers conference. right <laughs> yeah
2: exactly <laughs> Raising kids. Um, I own two gyms. We didn't talk about the second one. The very quick answer on the second one is that um it's called Bay Urban Fitness, two completely separate facilities a mile from each other. One is a medically based full service health club, cardio strength, um, front desk, juice bar, group fitness, the whole shebang, right? And then the other one is an indoor boot camp. It's boxing, cycling, and T R X. It's badass. Man. I love it. It's urban, it's um, exposed brick, it's wood floor, it's black mats that I got at the trailer at the like horse um, place in town. Right. It's It's gritty. It's gritty. Um, I love teaching indoor boxing. I have some great indoor cycling instructors. Um, so I have two facilities and then this beach body team. So I've had the beach body team for 14 years. My first facility for 16 years, my second facility for 12 years. So it's been more than a decade in the trenches. All right. Um, I'd say that what a week looks like now as I'm, I'm really good at getting in and getting out. So if um, this morning I led a call for about 50 women on my coaching team, my beach body team. And uh, I was an hour of my time to interview one of our top coaches in Texas, find out what she's doing in her business right now. I got off of that. I did an hour of my own personal work. I went and taught a Pilates class for an hour. I normally have a staff meeting at this time on Wednesdays. I normally meet with my um, front desk or my managers at the club for two hours, but I'd scheduled this with you guys. So I switched gears. I came home and did a podcast. So I, I just do, I compartmentalize Mm -hmm. and I color code my calendar So the different colors represent my different hats in life. And I can look at my calendar across the course of a week. And if I should just see all the colors, all right. So there's family, there's self, there's the two different businesses, right? So they're all color coded. Not every day is balanced. That's just BS. It doesn't work that way. I'm not this great mom all day. I'm not a great club owner all day, right? But there's a pocket of time across the week that I'm great at speaking or I'm great at mentoring my coaching team or I'm killing it at the club or I'm suffering or I'm struggling, right? But it shows up, my roles show up across the course of a week. And so I'm, my time management is to make sure in the course of the week that all my roles have showed up. I
0: am sitting here like the whole color coding of the different categories. You just, cause I am the queen of like Scheduling. I've got like the schedule in the phone, in the computer, in the whatever, in the book. And Brian, if I open my book, it, it makes everybody anxious. It's a little
1: anxious. It, right? Yeah. It, it no, does. but you know what? Uh, it, it, it is. But it,
0: it's, I'm going to start color coding. Trina, I am taking that. <laughs> I am totally <laughs> like the family, whatever
2: color we're going to do, fitness. Mine's purple. I'll go through mine. My family is purple. I've had this for a decade, probably. Um, Self. Don't forget self, Christine. Self. Self. Got it. Personal. Nails. Right? Got it. Right. Yeah. My own, obviously like, you know, our own workouts, runs. Going for a run. That's definitely a self. Walking to dogs, doing my own personal development, reading a book, getting my nails done, going for a massage. Like, okay. Self shows up in there. Um, My health club is red. Um, I think I just wanted it to always get my attention. I'm not really sure. My coaching team, um, is orange and then speaking or things that grow my brand, like Trina Gray fitness as a brand is, is green. Um, so family purple, self blue, my club is red. Uh, my coaching team is orange and then my brand and speaking is green. And so when I look at my calendar, I just, that's what it is. That's what it is oh, I when that. I have vacation time, it's mellow yellow. And so I put <laughs> travel in my calendar yellow.
1: It's like a bag of Skittles. I really right. taste the rainbow.
2: Starburst. That's one way to look at it. Like, I love that analogy. Thank you.
0: <laughs> my type A personality is like, I need to get home and get to the markers. I'm sorry. We need to so end so this right funny, now. Right? I'm like, I'm sorry. I need to get <laughs> off right now. I need to go find and the markers.
2: Yeah. I'll screenshot mine and send it to you so you can do what the week looks oh, like. You screenshot yours and send it to my me. Gosh. It. That is awesome. It's such a good week, and it's a way of people ask a lot about People ask, Um, leaders, successful people, whatever you, we all are, right. People ask us a lot about time management. And so my thought on time management is that balance doesn't happen in one day, right? You're never. And if we try to hold ourselves to the standard of, I'm going to be the best coach, parent, spouse, dad, mom, club owner, speaker. I'm going to I'm going to kill it today. No, you're not. You're going to be scattered. You're going to be everywhere. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm frazzled. I'm everything. I'm on the, I'm on the rat race. I don't want the rat race. And so I trust that if I show up with family. So yesterday was a big family personal day for me. Like I would normally be killing it at work on a Tuesday, but, um, we had two family birthdays, a birthday party, a trip to the spa, There was, I mean, Tuesday was a lot of like blue and purple Mm -hmm. and I knew that that was the case. And so today I've been kicking ass at work and I'm going to on Thursday and Friday. So I make up for it. Right. But I like, I like knowing that over the course of the week, nothing fell in the rearview mirror.
0: Trina, how did you get so, I mean, obviously you talk about networking, but you know, I could look at your Instagram or your, you know, Facebook or whatever. And, you know, I see, you know, your friends with all the you know, all the movers and the shakers, you know, not to say that Brian and I are not a part of that, but how, you know, a lot of, a lot of people say, you know, how do I, how do I advance my career? How do I, what's really weird? This is freaky when people are like, well, how do I like become you? I'm like, that's (laughs) awkward on
1: so many levels,
0: but you know what they mean? It's like, how do you, how did you get those connections? Um, you know, for me, it was decades of, of just yeah. being in the room.
1: Christine, I got advice for you wow. on that. You hand them your kids and your check and your bank account. <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. you hand them your kid. Here, you want to be me? <laughs> no. Uh- Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> on. Go, go get luck. it.
0: So, go get it. Here's my email account. All of them. All right. eight of them. Yeah.
1: Eight of them. You, you got to answer just, all these. Yeah. Right. Color code it. Go ahead.
2: I love your question, yeah. it's so brilliant. Um, she
1: said it was brilliant, Brian. Brilliant. I mean, Big it's a trip. really good
2: question. Listen, <laughs> I, I admire good questions. That's a legit good question. I would say this. I have two answers to it, and um, they're going to speak to two different people. So my first answer is you have to be, I am not saying you guys, listeners, people, you have to be willing to absolutely 100% show up hard where you are right now. So, you know, there's like Pinterest stuff out there, mugs or thing that, that might say thrive where you're planted. Okay, what I'm saying to you, I'm going to take that to the next level. I'm saying you got to show up hard where you are right now to be noticed. If you ever think you're going to deserve yourself to get to that next level. Before I opened my clubs, which in my first year of owning my health club, I'm saying this not to flex. I'm saying this because it's a really story of like a rooting for the, rooting for the kid that's not going to win, right? Like this is Hoosiers. When I've opened my club as a journalist with a, you know, some group act certifications, this huge loan, two kids under two, you're not betting on me. Okay. You're Mm -hmm. not betting on me. I'm betting on me though. I don't really need you to bet on me because I'm betting on me. So in order to earn that success and earn, we, we earned a small business of the year award from our governor in the state of Michigan in our first year in business. How do we do that? Because way before those doors ever opened, way before any of that fun, splashy, cool stuff happened, I was showing up hard at a rec center with a boom box and a mat where I'd bring my own dumbbells and charge five bucks for two years. Right. I did it while I was pregnant. I did it with a baby in a little bouncy thing. I did it in the winter when I didn't want to go. I did it in the summer when I didn't want to go. I did it year round. I was so reliable for two solid years. I worked at a, two different rec centers and they didn't have any equipment there. I brought my own stuff. I brought a boom box. I, I networked. I invited people in town. It was uncomfortable. It was hard to meet people in a new community and say, hey, I'm a group fitness instructor. Everybody laughs. I'm not fit. I don't like fitness. Da, 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 da. Right? Fitness is something people laugh about. I started my own community. I started my own tribe with a boom box, a mat, some dumbbells for five bucks a person. I was in the trenches for two solid years, inviting people to classes. I showed up hard, not knowing it was ever going to lead to anything else. And so if you're willing to show up hard where you are, you want to be noticed, show up hard at the seminar, take notes, ask questions, network with people. You want to show up hard somewhere. If you've done something good, one of the best things I did to launch my career, to be known on a more of a national level was I was doing something locally hard i was running corporate fitness challenges i was they're basically boot camps in a workplace right? I created this thing because I didn't know what the hell to do with workplaces. And they were calling me saying, how can I get a membership at your gym? And I'm like, I know there's something better I should do than just get them a membership. What if I took these people from this workplace and I gave them a six week program where they're all eating healthy and they're all going for walks at lunch and they're all talking about their workouts and they're journaling and they're reading good stuff. Like what if they could make changes better together than on their own? So I did this thing and I did it really hard. I kicked off a new business every Sunday. Every Sunday for three <laughs> years, we went through 214 businesses in my community. To one day, Todd Durkin okay, says to me, you should package that, right? And I, you guys, I wasn't showing up hard to be on a national level. I wasn't showing right. up hard to get the word. I got a community, um, community activist award, I think it was called, from Ursa for that program. I didn't know any of that shit was out there. I didn't know there was awards or stages or speaking. I was showing up hard where I was. Todd noticed and said, "Hey, here, hear you talking about this program. You should package it." So what happened? I got adenoids on my vocal cord as an instructor, and so there's an August in my life a decade ago where I knew I had to take a month off of teaching. I was like, "What could I do with this month?" Oh, I could write that dang program.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And so I took every ounce of everything I'd ever learned about corporate fitness, how to talk about it in a workplace, how to do a presentation, how to run the six-week program, what kind of workouts to give them, how to do the coaching. I mean, literally I took every ounce of expertise I had made and earned and learned, and I put it in a package and I sold it literally worldwide, put it up on a website. I did some podcasts. I spoke on some stages. It was done at national public radio in France. It's been done in Turks and Caicos. It's been done all over the world because I showed up hard here in Alpena, Michigan, where no one knew what I was doing.
0: Oh, I love this
1: story <laughs> I'm so fired up right now I, I, Trina's these,
0: one of my new best friends did like, I tell
1: you that Brian I haven't got to go to track practice after this these poor kids they're gonna get a, ball, a whole ball of uh, like I'm gonna show up it. hard show up calm, hard confident and just showing up hard and now it's yeah. gonna be good honestly
0: We're... I love the fact that you said mm-hmm. that you know like you've got the naysayers you've got the people that are like look at this lady who doesn't really know what she's doing and is not a business person and sure right. with the kids and the and, you know, they've probably seen other people fail and, you know, who the yeah. heck wants to do fitness and this and that. And, but you didn't take it like that. You took it as yeah. I'm a hard worker. I believe in this. I'm going to keep going forward. And, and that's the thing that, you know, so often we we're told no, or you're not good enough or you're this. And, and it's yeah. like, okay, head down. I just have to keep going head down. Yeah. All right. What's next. And the fact that's that. It. You know, you had some good mentors or people that you could ask questions to. That's the other thing. I mean, all of us are really good at certain things in life, right? But like there's things that I know that I'm really not good at. And yeah. that's where we're like, Hey, I kind of need when, help with this.
1: It's when you, yeah. we, we come full circle and you bring them to Orlando and you, and, and right. you, you know, knowing what you know and knowing what you don't
2: know. When you ask mm-hmm. me that question, what do you say to people who say, I want what you have or I, right. I want the success you have. And I said, I had two answers. And the big answer was show up hard where you are right now. And mm-hmm. every single one of us can do a gut check with that and say, am I showing up hard in this class tonight? before I think I've earned the next level. Am right. I showing up hard at the rec center with no one looking? Am I showing up hard right. in this corporate challenge on a Friday night where when no one globally is watching? Like, am I showing up hard there? But my second answer is be her now. Okay. Be her or now. So or, or him. Saying, or them. Him? Yeah. If they're saying it to me. I'm going to say her, right? So <laughs> if they say, how do you, how can I be who you are? Like, how can I have the success you've had? I tell people be her now, be him now. How does the person who you want to be successful, maybe that means financially, maybe that means physically, maybe that means quality relationships, maybe that means respected, maybe that means they have a job with purpose, maybe that means they think that person's a leader, whatever they think that, that, that they want. How can you show up as her now? How would that person act? What would they read? What would they be listening to? What kind of conversations would they have? What kind of conversations would that person not be having? I remember being in Las Vegas. I went to a conference. Her name was Allie Brown. Listen, I didn't know jack about business or being an entrepreneur. And so I had to go to conferences where people did. So Allie Brown, outside the fitness industry, female entrepreneur, just extremely self-made successful woman. And I went to Las Vegas to see her speak. And I sat in the audience and she said, she talked about this lesson of be her now. She said it a little bit different way, but she said, listen, if you want to be successful as a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, what would, what would that version of you be doing now? Would you be gossiping with friends? Would you be bad-mouthing people? Would you be wasting hours and hours and hours on Netflix? Would you be 20 pounds overweight or not eating healthy? Like be the version of you now and step into her. And you guys, I got back from this conference. I'm not saying I like gave myself a paint job or I became a new person, but I did start cleaning up my habits. I did I remember being at home on a Friday night reading a book. I was super into it. And friends messaged me and said, "Hey, we're meeting up for a glass of wine." I wanted to go have that glass of wine. No one cared other than me what my decision was going to be. But I remember thinking, "Be her now." Be her now means you committed to this book, finish this book, meet your friends next week. Mm -hmm. And it's like little decisions I started to make little decisions I started to make about being more prepared for things, showing up more calm and confident, reading the damn book, finishing the podcast, not gossiping, not getting stuck in the weeds, right? Paying off more debt. I just started being the successful person I wanted to be. I started being her now.
0: All right. Don't make fun of me because I'm going to mention something. Okay. I'm not gonna make I'm fun. I'm making me. fun of you. All right, because you always, you know what I'm talking about. All right, so there's so in in my book, one of the things that I really think of is I talk about being an imposter, and I know that it sounds a little bit weird, but you you you're an imposter. Like you're someone that you want to be. It's almost like Halloween. Like you dress up as that. Character and you take on those characteristics, and who is it that you want to become? Take on those characteristics. (laughs) Be you know who's that person over there that's so successful? What did you know in the fitness industry for me when I went to conferences? You know, again, I was that wasn't my full time job at the time, but I knew that these people were. They were. I was curious. What did they do? And and that's who I surrounded myself with. The people that did it better or. We're successful. And and I think that that in and of itself, you prove that you're coming hard every day, right? And like Todd noticed you, I think people will notice. And that's yeah. so important. That's such a good – that's such a great point.
2: I love that. I love that you get that. And it's – I'm not telling people to not be themselves. I'm saying be the better version of yourself. Right. The better version of me takes care of myself, listens to good – music, good podcasts, reads good books, steps away from friendships that are toxic, moves away from family or friends that that aren't supportive or toxic. Like I'm willing to put up boundaries. I'm willing to be the person that says my health and happiness, the happiness of this household, right? The health of even my finances and paying off debt and setting up savings, like this matters. And so I'm gonna act in a way that this matters. And I'm gonna make decisions that show that those things matter. I felt successful Before I had anything. Right. And so, if we think success is accumulating boats or houses or vacation homes or things like that, I didn't have any of those things back then. I felt successful because I was feeling successful in who I was becoming. And that person earned those things.
1: So exciting you know normally we we ask at the end of these interviews for like a pearl or like give us like one more hit of wisdom and all stuff but we're just gonna skip it (laughs) (laughs) we 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 just have to like we we've got we've got plenty we're full
2: (laughs) thank you i appreciate that i do feel like we squeezed the lemon here
1: (laughs) no doubt No doubt about it. I do
2: want to hear though,
0: what's, what's on your agenda? What's going on for the rest of 2022, 2023, any events coming up, anything we should know about and pump out to our listeners?
2: Well, that's so nice of you to ask. I appreciate that. Um, on a personal note, I mentioned earlier, I'm getting married in July and, um, blending a family and blending five kids and, um, a really fun household, two dogs and a cat. Um, And so that's on a personal note, but it's interesting to see that um, when you wear all the different hats and you keep showing up in different ways, business is still going, planning a wedding, planning and being, showing up in business can still work. I can still take care of my health. Um, On a business note, I actually have an opportunity that I've never had my whole entire life. I would say my biggest speaking opportunity ever um, from showing up hard, right? Showing up hard for 14 years in a company, right? I was asked to speak on a big stage at Beachbody Summit. This is in mid-July. Um, it's in St. Louis at their huge stadium. And there's usually around 20,000 people Woo. in attendance. And it's going to be on stage in this football stadium. Um, I'm speaking right after Brendan Bouchard, So Brendan is our <laughs> keynote speaker. And so the thought of being backstage, like, I'm not saying we're going to hang out. He'll have his handlers and his people, but I'm right after him. So getting to speak on a big stage um, on business and on, I'm I'm speaking on how to build a team within Beachbody. And that's something that I'm really good at super passionate about um, and, and lighting up dreams and other people. So whether anybody's in that community or not, um, I get to speak on their big stage this summer at Summit, which I'm really excited about. Um, I'm going to come home from that, you guys, and I'm going to take some time off. I'm going to take some time off and enjoy living on the lake and enjoy. Uh, my daughter is home from college, and so I'm going to enjoy time with her. My son's going to be a senior. I'm going to enjoy time with him. Um, and then by fall, um, I've got some webinars I'm going to do, and I'll finish strong with my businesses. Um, but that's what that's what my year looks like.
1: Outstanding. I've already Very got good. Trina booked for things in my mind, <laughs> collaborating.
0: Right. Yeah, That's I'll it. fill you in at some point. Be you her just her go now, get. Christine. You just go get married first. and <laughs> Speak her, on that
2: stage, and we'll. We you were know, meant to be yeah. connected. I really appreciate your energy and your questions today. I Felt like they were really genuine, and you care about your um, listeners to have good content, and you also care about your guests. And I really want to say that I noticed that.
0: Oh, thanks. We. I mean, we're not. Terrible people. For no, I, I mean, I,
1: honestly, I, it's like I'm fascinated by people and you're a fascinating person. It's like, what do you got? Like, tell me more, you know? Uh, so, cool. yeah, that's that's just how, you know, we have kind of just done things.
0: You're a good person. Yeah, I'm all right.
1: I'm
0: all <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Trina, just um, tell us before we end today, tell all of our listeners where they can find out more about you
2: and your coaching and if they want to reach out to you. Go. Sure. Yeah. Um, listen, in the age of social media, an easy way to communicate with me is if you go to my Instagram, it's just Trina Gray, G-R-A-Y. Um, You can also get to know me more there. get to know my family a little bit more. I heard uh, you guys on a podcast recently talking about social media and whether you should blend personal and professional. And because of the work I do, I like to know people I'm working with personally. I want them to know me personally. So I might share about a birthday, a spa day, work, a class, kind of all in one. That's just how I personally roll because my brand is myself. And um, so I like people to know the whole package and I like to get to know them. You get to know me really well on my social media. You can watch my stories, see inside my daily life of workouts to dog walks to the whole thing. Um, and if you want to learn more about my coaching team, the website is team rockstar Um, and that is really just meant to be for people who love fitness. People who are in fitness, who are looking to earn fitness or earn money by coaching people online. And I personally mentor people. So that's my coaching team. I appreciate you asking.
0: Beautiful,
1: beautiful.
2: All right, Trina, we're going to let you go. Get back to your, you yeah, know, some, being you. Some of those you.
1: different colors. All
0: the
2: all
1: color colors.
0: <laughs> I
2: love it. Thanks for remembering. I'm jumping into a different color after this. And I can't wait, Christine, to see what you come up with. Oh,
0: oh yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be frightening. It's going to be a rainbow every
2: day. <laughs> but that's okay, right? At least you don't want to have the whole week of one color. No. It's no, like challenge, right? Brian so you're going to be great. We have 800 jobs, Brian. That's what, hey, man, what That's are we right. doing
0: next? There it is. This one.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, anyway, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you uh, you both very much. Thank very you. You're
0: welcome. All right. Well, with that said, it is Christine Conte. And I'm
1: Brian Prendergast. And we are two Fit crazy And the microphone. We are
0: where it's at. Peace.